The Productive Woman, Episode 286. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome. If you are new here or if you're returning for the 286th time, I'm so glad you're here. This week, we're going to be talking about eliminating time wasters and making more time for what matters most. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 286. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. Did you know that 24 million Americans, more than the population of the state of Florida, want to work for themselves by 2021? Sadly, around 35% of them cite inconsistent income as one of the biggest things holding them back. And if that's you, if money is a big deterrent to you, uh, taking that leap into starting your own business, would getting paid two times faster help you make that leap? Well, have you heard of FreshBooks? If you've listened to this podcast for very long, you have. They have been a longtime sponsor. FreshBooks is a cloud accounting software that basically does your invoicing for you, and on top of that, gets you paid twice as fast. And yes, it's easy to use because it's made for entrepreneurs like you. FreshBooks lets you create and send invoices automatically. It takes just seconds to set up invoices that are customized with your company's color and logo and all of that, and then to send them out quickly by email. It lets you accept credit cards and ACH payments right on the invoices. It lets you automate payments for recurring invoices and give discounts and allow payment plans. And it allows you to automate invoice payment reminders, which is a great help that lets you avoid having to send reminder emails to clients who've received their invoice but haven't yet paid. Overall, FreshBooks helps you face big challenges like getting paid so you can focus on growing your business and doing the parts of your business that you love. And FreshBooks offers the Productive Woman listeners a free 30-day trial right now. So you can you can try it out, no credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com slash TPW and enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Let's talk about time wasters. I have been thinking a lot about wasting time, partly because I think as I get older, I realize I have fewer years ahead of me than I have behind me. And maybe I didn't think about this as much in years past when I was younger and kind of had all the time in the world. But it's something that's been on my mind lately, and I thought it was worth talking about. So what does it mean to waste time? The dictionary says that it means to allow time to elapse in an unproductive manner. So if you are allowing time to pass in an unproductive way, then 
according to the dictionary, you're wasting time. Now, what that means, what an unproductive manner means is very personal. What's wasting time for one person might be very productive for another, or what's wasting time for, for me in one situation might be productive in another. I love how Laura Vanderkam, who was our guest on episode 217, I'll put the link for that in the show notes so you can check that out if you haven't already heard it. I love how she talks about it in an article that she wrote. She says, open time isn't wasted time. That is time when you're not committed to something else. That's not necessarily wasted time. She says, sometimes white space is where the best ideas take root. So, and this is me commenting on that. Having some free time when you are not obligated to some other commitment, an appointment, a meeting, an activity where your mind can just wander, sometimes can be the most creative time in terms of your thinking. And so it's, it's not necessary in order to be productive to have every minute accounted for and, and committed to an activity. Uh, Laura goes on to say, watching TV and surfing the web are often low value activities, but they're not automatically wasted time. These things sometimes bring pleasure and pleasure is a good in its own right. So what is wasted time? She asks, and here's her answer. I've come to like this definition. Time is wasted when it's neither enjoyed nor spent in pursuit of some larger life goal. I love that so much. And I'm going to link to the article, which is called how to figure out what is really a waste of time in the show notes. So you can read the whole article. It's very short, definitely worth looking at. So let's let, let me read her definition again of what wasted time is, because I just think it's so good. She says time is wasted when it's neither enjoyed nor spent in pursuit of some larger life goal. So that's a great place to start from when we're thinking about wasted time versus productive time. And it's important to remember that since we define productivity in terms other than just how much stuff you get done, we define productivity as ordering our lives in such a manner as to maximize our positive impact on the world around us. And if that's the definition of productivity, then we can look at time wasters in that light. What are the things you do that allow time to elapse without contributing to your ability to make a positive impact? That's what I've been asking myself, because I feel like I've wasted a lot of time in recent weeks and months for, for a number of reasons that maybe I'll talk about in, a, in a, another episode, but asking myself that question helps me to start rethinking some of the things I'm doing and maybe rearranging my life a little bit and hopefully making better decisions about how I'm using my time. So when I ask the question, what are the things you do that allow time to elapse without contributing to your ability to make a positive impact on the world around me? Here are a few things that came to mind for me. I think I've got uh, an even dozen of them. Nope, just 11. So let's talk about what those might be. And these are in no particular order. They're just the order that, that I thought of them as I was kind of brainstorming what I wanted to talk about and thinking about ways, honestly, that I waste time and 
why there are a waste of time and maybe a few things of what, what I can do, what we can do to eliminate these from life. And so the first thing that I thought of as a time waster is unnecessary meetings. And that might be too many meetings, poorly run meetings that don't really have any, you know, impact, don't have any good outcome. Meetings, for instance, in which information is conveyed that could have been put into an, a memo or an email or could have been handled with a phone call. There are tons of articles out there about how much time is wasted in the business world on uh, meetings that aren't productive, that don't have any positive impact, that don't have any uh, worthwhile outcome. And uh, I'll link to a couple of articles that you can look at if this is an issue for you, whether professionally or personally, if you find yourself wasting time in meetings that don't have any worthwhile outcome, uh, some of these articles might be helpful. But a few things to think about before you schedule a meeting or before you agree to attend a meeting. And I, we've done, we've talked about this just as a side note. I know we've talked about this in the past. I did not put in my notes, um, uh, any particular episodes. I'll try to find a couple and put them in the show notes where we've talked in the past about making better decisions about meetings and how to make meetings more worthwhile, but just a few things to think about, um, in terms of meetings that you are attending or that you are organizing. First of all, every meeting should have a purpose and it probably shouldn't be to convey information because information can be conveyed in more efficient ways without gathering a bunch of people into a room and having them sit and listen to you, you know, read a memo or something to them that could have been in a memo. The one, some of the articles that I read say that basically the purpose of a meeting should be to make a decision, that the information should be uh, handed out to the participants ahead of time so they can read it, process it, take it in, synthesize it, think about it, and then come together in a meeting to make a decision. And that's true whether it's at work in an organization, volunteer organization you're a part of, or even your family, if decisions need to be made, maybe it's a better use of everybody's time to sort of have one person gather the information, distribute it to everybody. And now, now that we've all thought about it, looked at the website or whatever it is, read the article, let's come together and make a decision together. Uh, second point is that every meeting should take only as long as necessary to achieve whatever that purpose is. Everyone should know what the purpose is ahead of time going into the meeting. Certainly the person leading the meeting needs to know what that meeting's purpose is, but everybody should know and everybody should be prepared to, to be a part of achieving that purpose. And the meeting should take only as long as is necessary to achieve that purpose. So, you know, we tend to schedule meetings for an hour, 30 minutes, whatever, just because that's how our calendars work. But if whatever the purpose of a meeting is really only needs 10 or 15 minutes, then just schedule the meeting for 10 or 15 minutes and stick to that time frame. Third point is that only those people whose input is truly necessary should be at the meeting. Don't invite everybody and bring everyone in uh, that maybe doesn't really have a dog in that hunt, as we like to say in Texas, but include only the people who really need to be there. 
Fourth, every meeting should end with a specific action item. A decision has been made and an action is going to be taken or whatever it might be, whatever the purpose of that meeting was, at the end of it, that purpose should have been accomplished and there should be a very clear next step, a very clear uh, result of the meeting. If you're looking for ideas on how to make meetings less wasteful, uh, check out a couple of articles that I linked to. There was one from the Harvard Business Review that was really good called Stop the Meeting Madness, and another one from Inc.com called Why 99% of All Meetings Are a Complete Waste of of money. Uh, and both of them had a couple, had some great ideas for how to make meetings, how to waste less time on meetings and make meetings more meaningful. So unnecessary meetings are definitely a a time waster that we can work to eliminate from our lives to set, to make time available for things that really matter. The second thing is pointless tasks. What do I mean by pointless pointless tasks? We all have tasks that we're doing, projects we're working on that have specific tasks that need to be completed in order to move us forward. Well, when I refer to pointless tasks, I'm talking about one of a couple of things. First of all, things that don't need to be done, you know, whatever that might be. And the, the, the cure for that is simply to, to not do them, or at least rethink how often you do them. And whether it's in your home, in your, your professional life, whatever, are there things that you're doing that seriously, as you take a step back and think about them, this simply doesn't need to be done. I've just, I've always done this. It's been a regular thing on my to-do list, but is it really achieving a result? Is it really contributing to you making a life that matters, however you define that? And if not, maybe just don't do it. If the, if the things you're doing are not in some way contributing to a life that matters as you define it, then we really need to evaluate those things. Um, it's hard for me to come up with examples of what that might be because the question of whether a particular task is pointless, that is, doesn't need to be done, is very personal. Uh, the one I thought that came to mind for me is, uh, a pointless task would be alphabetizing the books on my bookshelves. I own a lot of books and, you know, decluttering and Marie Kondo and whatever else there may be. I don't intend to get rid of all my books. I've, I've actually purged a lot of them and, and donated them or, or, you know, put them, given them to charity, but I still have a lot of books. They don't need to be alphabetized on my bookshelves. It would be satisfying to me to do that or to color code them, for instance, but it would be a waste of time. And if, if I didn't have anything else to do in my life, maybe I'd do it just for the satisfaction of seeing them in a nice orderly way. But it, this is a task that, in my life at least, does not need to be done. Another category of tasks that I would... Um, categorize as pointless are things that I'm doing to avoid doing something more important, but more challenging. And this is something that I do a lot. I don't know about you, but when I've got a challenging task to undertake, 
Uh, it's real easy for me to find other things to do instead. If I need to write something difficult, it's much easier for me to go clean my bathroom or reorganize the pantry or file all my old timesheets in reverse chronological order. Now, that last task, the timesheet thing, that's that really falls in the category of something that doesn't need to be done. I, I really, once the time is entered, I could throw those away. But anyway... I find lots of tasks to do when I should be doing something else. And to me, those are pointless tasks. There's nothing wrong with cleaning my bathroom. It is something that needs to be done, but not when I should be doing something else that's more important to me. And the third category of, that I would classify as a pointless task uh, is things that other people can do. Things that, uh, you know, whether it's, Washing the dishes when you've got teenage kids in the house or something at work that you have an assistant or a secretary or a coworker that could be doing. I think it's a pointless task if you are doing all those things, if you have too many things to do. So if, if your schedule is over full, if your to-do list is too long, what are the things on that list that other people in your life could be doing? And again, it's whether, whether it's someone in your household for a home task, someone at work that could and should maybe be doing those things, or someone you could pay to do it. Uh, if you're doing those things, it's pointless. And the way you get past that, the way you eliminate that from your life is, first of all, learn to say no. Don't take on projects or tasks that are better suited for somebody else to do. And we've talked about this a lot. There's uh, episode eight of the, of the Productive Woman was all about how to say no gracefully. So you might want to go back and listen to that one. Learn not to accept those tasks in the first place and, and leave those for someone else to do for maybe for whom maybe it's better well better suited. Or and learn to delegate, which is hard for both for a lot of us. But we talked about delegation in episode 175. So maybe go there to get some ideas and tips. So that was number two. So we've got unnecessary meetings, pointless tasks. Number three is clutter. Clutter is a time waster. And we've talked about this many times. I, uh, from episode 14 through, you know, there's a whole list of episodes, episode 14, 16, 37, 83, um, which was a great one, an international conversation with me and two women from other parts of the world where we talked about decluttering. Um, episode 163, we talked about clutter, stress, and simplicity. I'll put the list and we'll put links to some of these other episodes where we've talked about clutter in the past. So you can go check those out if that is something uh, that you struggle with, that you feel like you're losing time to because of clutter. Clutter is a time waster because we spend time working around things, not being able to find things that we need in the clutter, taking care of the things that we have when we have too much. Clutter of any kind, though, whether it's physical, digital, mental, or emotional, results in wasted time. And I'll just leave that at there. And, and again, I, I point you to some of those past episodes where we've talked about that in more depth. 
Number four time waster to eliminate is procrastination. Procrastination is defined as the act of delaying or postponing something. And it is a waste of time because for the obvious reason that you are not moving forward towards an, uh, an accomplishment or a goal or an, an objective that you had in mind. Um, and it is a huge waste of time. A lot of us waste a lot of time procrastinating. One psychotherapist describes it this way. A type of low-level background free-floating dread can mean that even when we have embarked on the task we were putting off, we somehow fear surrendering to it, so we interrupt ourselves with music, Facebook notifications, or Instagramming the cat so that it takes twice as long as it otherwise might do. In this fashion, we're not fully facing the dread. The time-wasting distractions draw out the task, making it harder and longer than it needs to be. This in turn reinforces our negative feelings when next faced with a similar job. This is why procrastination is a waste of time. It creates this self-perpetuating cycle of we put it off, we put it off, we think about it, we waste a lot of time with it hanging in the back of our head of this thing that we're dreading doing that we haven't started on. And then when we finally do start on it, we keep getting, allowing ourselves to be interrupted so the task takes twice as long as it as it needs to and we remember that our our brains remember that so that next time it comes up that we need to do that again somewhere in the back of, of our minds we're remembering oh it took forever to get that done last time well it's because of this procrastination that we're doing procrastination wastes energy and attention because that unclosed loop is always there in the back of our mind, distracting us, leading us to feel bad about ourselves and and our behavior. And how often have you spent hours, days, or even longer putting off a dreaded task only to finally start and discover it took far less time than you imagined it would. You spent more time procrastinating than you spent actually doing the task. And that is wasted time you can't get back. And I say you, but I'm, I'm looking at me because this is a big issue for me. It always has been. Um, there are certain things that I want to do or need to do, but I allow myself to procrastinate and, uh, you know, thinking somewhere in my head, oh, I don't want to start it. such a big task is going to take forever. And, you know, I waste all that time procrastinating. And then finally, I'm forced to jump in and get it done. And it, you know, it didn't take doesn't take that much time at all. So procrastination is a time waster we need to get rid of. And the way we do that is by simply put get, getting a plan figured out and put in place, figure out that easiest possible first step, and then just start. Starting is the hardest part. We've talked about this in the, in past episodes as well. And the way you overcome procrastination is developing the habit of just starting. Find the easiest way in to whatever this task is that you've been dreading and just you know, tell yourself, I'm going to just, all I'm going to do is start. I'm going to spend five minutes just to do this one little piece of it. And usually once you've got started, then you get some momentum and it's, it's, uh, it's much easier to keep going at that point. Uh, there's a great article called How Procrastination Wastes Your Time and Your Life. I will link to that in the show notes, and I encourage you to check that out for some suggestions on how to overcome the habit of procrastination if that's a, uh, something you struggle with. 
The fifth time waster to eliminate from our lives is a lack of planning. I couldn't come up with a clever label for this one. But when we don't plan ahead, when we don't take the time to to just think through a task or a project that we're going to do, we end up wasting a lot of time through, uh, whether it's backtracking because we start one way and we realize, oh, nope, that wasn't the right way. Uh, and we have to backtrack and start over. And that can be literal in the terms of if we're running errands and we don't plan ahead and think through where we need to go and plan a route that avoids going, you know, running back and forth across town, that is hit all the same same kinds of, of uh, uh, all the places we need to go in a certain area on the same day rather than spreading it out over multiple days. Uh, but a lack of planning can also cost us time because we are not prepared with the tools, the supplies, and the information we need to do our tasks. So that that's a huge time waster if we've, you know, we're, there's something we want to do, but we haven't really thought through it ahead of time. Uh, we sit down to do it. We realize oh, I need I need markers for this, or I need uh, information about this. You know, I need this from my husband in order to do our taxes, and I should have thought to ask him. And now he's gone on a trip, or something like that. So the answer for this, the cure for this time waster, the way we eliminate the lack of planning as a time waster is simply to take a few minutes to plan ahead for any key task or project that we're going to undertake. Figure out our timeline. How long do we think we have to get this done? When are we going to start? What are the milestones we need to achieve in order to get it done on time? What resources do you need and where are you going to get them, whether it's equipment or tools or supplies or help? Uh, figure out when you're going to begin. Have that little plan in mind, and it doesn't need to take a lot of time, but just taking a few minutes to think ahead of, you know, if I, it can be something as simple as making dinner and you've decided you're going to make a certain dish and you go in there to start dinner and you realize, oh, I needed tomatoes for this and I'm out of tomatoes. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. That, that lack of planning is a huge time waster if we have to then run out to the store and get tomatoes or we have to spend time trying to think of something different to make for dinner. Whatever it is that you're doing, taking that few minutes to plan, uh, to plan ahead, to think through what are the resources I'm going to need, how much time do I need to get this done, assembling all that ahead of time means that we'll be able to accomplish our tasks efficiently with a minimum of wasted time. Number six time waster to eliminate is a lack of boundaries. And this can result in people intruding on our time, interruptions happening, uh, not establishing and protecting time for key tasks. And we lose time, we waste time not accomplishing things that are important to us because we're not willing or, or we haven't learned the skill of setting up boundaries around our time and our attention. When can people intrude on your time? How, how can you let people know this is not a time when I'm available to, uh, to talk with you, but you can, you can be here at this other time. And we've had conversations with guests about that. Some of our guests have been academics who, you know, are, are have to have to be available to students, for instance, how can they 
create some boundaries around that so they can still get the other parts of their job done. A lot of us have this issue in one way or another, uh, whether it's our kids or our coworkers or who, customers, whoever it is. And so we've talked about this one a lot. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but there are suggestions for setting up those boundaries around our time and our relationships to make time for the things that are most important to us. We've talked about it in, for instance, episode 243 in dealing with distraction. Uh, episode 258, we talked about workplace productivity, and there we talked about some some ways of, of managing interruptions and, and distractions so that we can get our work done. And way back in episode 64, with our guest Ling Wong, we, we talked about how to defeat distraction through clarity and discernment. And so I think you can get some great ideas there if a lack of boundaries is causing you to lose time, valuable time, uh, that you need to accomplish things that matter to you. Number seven is indecision. Indecision is a huge time waster. We live in a time when we have many, many options, many opportunities to choose from. And the fear of making a mistake, of choosing wrong, the fear of missing out can lead to decision paralysis. We put off deciding, uh, which means we put off taking action as we waste time evaluating and reevaluating and pondering and weighing, sometimes until it's too late. And this is another one that I struggle with because there are, you know, when faced with different opportunities, it's hard for me to say, it's not that it's hard to, to say yes to something. I have a hard time saying no to an opportunity or to an option because what if that would be better, you know? And I, I don't know if you feel that way sometimes too. And so we, you know, weigh the pros and cons and, spend hours thinking about it and and analyzing it and try to figure out what's the right answer. Recently, if you've listened for a while, you know, uh, Mike and I moved recently. We sold our farm and we moved to another home. And we spent a couple of months looking at house after house and evaluating them, trying to find the right one and agonizing over which one we should make an offer on and, you know, kind of comparing them to each other. And, and in some cases that could have led to us completely missing an opportunity altogether. Uh, And so if, if that's something you struggle with as well, then maybe there are some things you can do. I learned, I got some great ideas from, uh, the, the time management ninja in his article called five tips to stop wasting time making decisions. This is something I really am trying to work on being better at instead of wasting time and energy and, and anxiety and angst over decisions, um, learning to make them more confidently. And so, uh, a couple, I'll link to his article because it's really good and it's not a long article, but if you're facing making a difficult decision and you want some ideas on how to do that, I think you might enjoy the article. Uh, A couple of his suggestions are to make your choice rather than letting life or other people make the choices for you. And I thought that's really important. It is your choice to make 
and we need to be learn to be active and proactive and confident in making a, the choice that's right for us rather than just passively letting things happen to us. And my thought on this also is to learn to trust your own instincts. I think it's often the case that we know what we want to do or should do, but we're afraid to step into it. And so the answer here is to learn to admit that you know, acknowledge what in in your heart of hearts you know you want to do, admit your fear of making that and, and think about what it is you're afraid of. Think through that, do do the thought work on that, and then commit to the choice and to getting the support and the resources you need to follow through. So make your choice is, is his one recommendation. The other thing that he said in the article that I thought was such a great reminder is don't wait for the perfect time or the perfect choice. And this is something for me, I often feel like in any given situation, there is just, there is one right answer and everything else would be the wrong choice. And I just have to find the right answer. The fact is usually that's not the case. Uh, in, in many cases, any, any of several alternatives might be perfectly workable. Of the houses that Mike and I looked at, there were several that could have been great options. Uh, I'm very happy with the choice we finally made, but you know we spent a lot of time, wasted a lot of time agonizing over which one's the right one. Uh, and in this article, the Time Management Ninja reminds us, if you wait forever hoping for a perfect option, you will often find that you missed out on your choice entirely. And that's so true. So don't wait for the perfect time or the perfect choice. Make a choice. And and a third thing that he reminds us is that we should remember that most choices aren't that important. The way he puts it is, don't stress about things that you won't even remember in a year or even a month from now. Such a good advice. Objectively evaluate the importance of the decision you're considering. So are you deciding whether to accept that proposal of marriage or or to propose to this person? That's probably important, and you should take the time you need to be sure. Um, Are you deciding what color of paint to buy for the kitchen? Yeah, that's probably not worth spending a lot of time on, because honestly, if you hate end up hating the one you choose, you can always repaint. It's really not that big a deal. So in that case like that, maybe you just narrow it down to a couple of options and then, you know, flip a coin and go for it. So indecision is a time waster that we need to eliminate from our lives and find tools that help us make decisions more quickly, more efficiently, more confidently, and then move forward to action. Similarly, number eight, a lack of clarity is a time waster. If we aren't clear on what we're trying to accomplish and why, we will waste time floundering and wandering around. As one writer put it, you could do a billion things with your life, but if you're unclear about the precise things you want in life, you'll do a lot of unessential things and look back with regret. I thought that was so good and such a great point. We need to be clear on what matters to us. We've talked about that in recent episodes, on why it matters to us. Whatever it is we've decided we want to accomplish, we've got to get crystal clear 
on what that is and why we're doing it so that we don't waste time kind of floundering around trying to find our direction. Um, this, this writer uh, goes on in this article to say, as you gain clarity, you can prioritize, postpone, reduce, eliminate, or delegate things from your life by reviewing your life regularly. Once you have that clarity about who you want to be in the world, what kind of life you want to live, what matters most to you, and what you want to accomplish, it makes it so much easier to measure everything against that clear vision for your life and let those other things go that don't fit that vision. So invest the time it takes to think deeply about what matters to you and go beyond the surface to get really, really clear about where you're going and why you want to go there. Then you will waste less time on things that don't get you there. And one tip I would say in terms of getting that clarity that you need is that writing it down helps. Uh, we can think about it all the time. We can noodle on it and kind of daydream about it. But writing it down forces us to put words to it instead of letting it sort of float around in our heads as this nebulous vision of something that might happen. And I think you can get a lot of clarity by writing it down and then reading it back to yourself and saying, is that it? Is that what I had in mind? Is that what I'm picturing? Is that what I want? Have I articulated it well enough, clearly enough, so that anybody who looked at it would know exactly what it is I want? Uh, getting that clarity can avoid a lot of wasted time. Number nine, I couldn't leave this off the list. It's uh, a little more specific, but here's a, a huge time waster for a lot of us that... Um, if, if we want to make time to accomplish things that really matter to us, we got to get a handle on this and that's social media. And this is on my mind a lot because it's been real easy as I'm recording this, we are in the midst, our world is in the midst of a crisis uh, with this coronavirus. And a lot of us are spending a lot of time on social media, you know, researching what's happening next or reading the memes that other people are putting out there. And, and I've done a lot of that. What's, what's being said about it? What's happening? What's the next step? Where, where can I buy some toilet paper? You know, whatever it is that we're going to social media for, it can be a huge time waster. And it can be one of those things that we go to, uh, to procrastinate on, uh, instead of doing the more important things in our life. So some of the things we can do to eliminate social media as a, um, as a time waster is we, we can do a social media fast where you simply remove those apps from your phone and your computer and you don't go for a week, a month, even if a day, even if you had a day where you don't go on social media, imagine what that would do, what you could do with that time and what you could, how much more peaceful you might feel. So consider a social media fast, even if it's just for a day. Uh, definitely consider turning off all the alerts and notifications so it's not pinging at you. It's very unlikely that anything really crucial is uh, going to come to you through social media that needs to be seen the minute it's there. And all those alerts do is distract you from the work that you're doing and pull you away and wait 
into a, that time suck. Turn off the badges, the, the the little numbers that show up on like the Facebook app or the different apps that show you how many messages you have. The reason why that's important is there's something in our minds. If maybe maybe you're going to your phone to make a phone call, but you see the Facebook icon has a you know a number on it, so somebody has PM'd you, or your text message app has a number on it, or emailed us. Turn all those off. Um, Instagram, YouTube, any of those things, turn all those badges off so that you don't see them. You can always, you can decide on purpose when you're going to check those and then you'll see what messages you have and you can deal with them at a time that you choose instead of allowing this, this number to kind of distract you for a minute of who I've got a message. I wonder who it's from. I wonder what it's about. You, you lose momentum and you waste time getting back on task simply because that number was showing up. So turn those off and also consider using the tools that come with your devices. Uh, Smartphones like iPhone has a do not disturb mode where you can turn that on and no alerts or messages will get through except for your VIPs. Or uh, iPhone also has something called screen time that not only will tell you how much time you're spending each week in various social media apps, but will allow you to actually schedule times when you block yourself out of social media. So the distraction's not there to waste your time and you can uh, focus on the important things that you're doing. Number 10, time waster to eliminate is multitasking. We've talked about this before. Um, multitasking is simply doing more than one thing at a time, whether it's replying to emails and working on a report or talking to someone while you're cooking or anytime you're doing more than one thing at a time and you're that's multitasking. And we think we're being more productive, but in fact, we're likely wasting time because all the studies show that it's likely to take longer to accomplish either of those tasks as our brain switches back and forth between them. And we are more likely to make mistakes. Both of those things waste time. Uh, One writer said, juggling multiple tasks and responsibilities might seem like the best way to get a lot done, but multiple studies clearly show trying to do more than one thing at a time can actually diminish productivity and performance. Focus on one task at a time, many experts suggest, in order to get the job done quickly and correctly. Nothing is a bigger waste of time than having to redo work because uh, you made a a mistake because you weren't fully focused on what you were doing. And I say you, but I mean me too. This is something we all need to be thinking about. Now, this isn't an issue if you're doing one thing that requires attentiveness and one that's kind of mechanical. So, you know, listening to a podcast while you fold clothes, for instance. Folding clothes does not require a lot of thought. And so listening to a podcast or, you know, watching a YouTube video or something while you do that, that's not a big deal. But just be aware of the impact of multitasking and that there's tons of research about this, that it is not an effective productivity tool. In fact, it's the opposite 
of an effective productivity tool. And it's likely to be wasting time as you take longer to get your tasks done and you make more mistakes. It's much better for a lot of reasons to do one thing at a time, focus on that thing you're doing, be very present there, give it the best of your attention and your energy on that one thing and finish it well, and then move on to the next thing. Multitasking is a time waster and it shouldn't be a part of our lives. And finally, the last thing that I had on my list, number 11, time waster to eliminate is worrying. This has been on my mind again, because of the times we are in right now. There are a lot of things to worry about if we choose to. A lot of things going on, whether it's because you or someone you care about is ill or because things are happening in the economy as a result of the, the this virus situation and the other things going on. There, there are so many things we could spend time worrying on but it's not productive and it doesn't accomplish anything for us. Worry is defined as the act of constantly thinking or being excessively concerned about a particular problem or situation. The definition I I read on, this is on a a website called docdoc.com, an article called, What is Worry? Symptoms, Causes, Diagnosis, and Treatment. This this definition or this article said, worry is accompanied by a feeling of unease and anxiety and causes a person to become distracted as she focuses her thoughts on the possible negative scenarios that may occur and becomes overcome with unrealistic and unfounded fears. The article says, in severe forms, worry may cause high anxiety as well as panic and may turn into a chronic problem when not addressed. Nothing good comes of worry. I'm saying this to myself now because I am an expert worrier. I've been doing it most of my life. I'm very, very good at it. It's very hard for me not to do it. I have to work hard at turning my mind away from worrying into other more productive directions. Worry has physical effects on us. And I will link to some articles in the show notes that you can look at. Uh, It can lead, have physical effects, can cause dizziness, shortness of breath, fatigue, headaches, irritability, inability to concentrate, sleep deprivation, indigestion, high blood pressure, irritable bowel syndrome, digestive disorders, immune system deficiencies, depression, and much, much more. It has physical effects when we, especially if it becomes chronic and become, turns into other things and it accomplishes nothing. Think about that definition that I read. It causes a person to become distracted. If we are distracted, we are not going to be efficient or productive and we are going to be wasting time. Um, And we are distracted, as this definition says, by focusing our thoughts on possible negative scenarios that may occur and we become overcome with unrealistic and unfounded fears. That's what worry does for us. And it is a huge time waster because we aren't, it accomplishes nothing. It can make us physically ill. It certainly causes distraction and anxiety and things that don't contribute to a meaningfully productive life. Dr. Elisa Barbash in one article says, worrying is one of the most futile or purposeless things people can do. 
She says, unless your worry can tangibly help you identify solutions that you can implement to prevent a negative outcome, worry is often something that people do to feel as though they're being productive when really they're only creating more distress for themselves. Yeah, that I'm, I'm preaching to myself now. It is futile. It is purposeless. It creates distress. It is not accomplishing anything worthwhile. When we are worrying, we're not doing other things that can actually be productive. We're not being creative. We're not taking action and we're not connecting with the people around us. As one writer said, Time spent worrying is time spent not living. It is perhaps the biggest waste of time out there. So how can we gain that time back by replacing worry with something else? Uh, The first step is to become more aware of when we're doing it. So when we catch ourselves worrying, identify it as such. Stop and say, that's worry. I'm worrying, not in a judgmental accusatory way, but just recognize, oh, that's worry. That's worry. That's not accomplishing anything because all I'm doing is worrying here. When I'm imagining, you know, disaster scenarios, I'm worrying. Worry is usually vague and nebulous. It's about things that might happen out there somewhere. And so if I find myself worrying, if you find yourself worrying, maybe turn it into something more concrete, pin it down by writing down exactly what it is you're worrying about. Be very specific. Sit down and maybe journal a little bit, get a a notebook or just a pen and paper and start writing down. What am I worried about? It's usually about something that might happen, but hasn't yet. What, What one writer called it, uh, says is making up a story about the future. That's what worry is. So write it out. What is it that I'm worrying about? And be very specific. And then ask myself or yourself, is it a realistic possibility? Could this happen? And seriously, ask yourself, really, could this actually really happen? What's the worst that could happen? And write that down. And then ask yourself, what will I do if it happens? Um, You know, if we all run out, if I I run out of toilet paper in my house, what am I going to do? What can I do about it now to prevent it from happening? What can I do to prepare if the worst happens? If I can't come up with action I can take, then I'm spinning my wheels, wasting time by worrying. Come up with a concrete action you can take for whatever this thing is that you're worrying about, and then take action. And finally, replace those worried thoughts with something else. Some people find that meditation helps. Um, Meditation really in its most kind of fundamental form is simply sitting quietly and watching your own thoughts without judgment, not not beating yourself up, not criticizing your thoughts, but just watching, thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I'm observing your thoughts. I'm thinking about this right now. That's interesting. Be curious about those thoughts that you're having. Identify them and then let them pass through. Spending time doing that, recognizing what they are, identifying, not denying them, not criticizing or condemning them, but just saying, oh, that's interesting. I'm thinking about this right now. And then one writer suggests that when you recognize your worrying, 
Acknowledge that you're making up a story about the future and then bring your thoughts back to the present. This writer's mantra that, that I think it was a he uses is when he finds himself worrying to stop for a moment, recognize it, say, that's interesting. That's a thought I'm having. And then he says to himself, there is no past. There is no future. There is only the here and now. And just say that to yourself. There is no past. There is no future. There is only the here and now. And that is very true. The past is gone. The future is only in our minds. There is only the here and now. And then once you start to think that way, what can you do in the here and now? What action can you take to make your life a little better and make the life of the people around you a little better and replace those worrying thoughts with those kinds of thoughts? That's how you get that time back. That's how I will get that time back. And so those are the 11 uh, time wasters that I thought of uh, that I think I want to eliminate from my life. And maybe you do too. Unnecessary meetings, pointless tasks, clutter, procrastination, lack of planning, lack of boundaries, indecision, lack of clarity, social media, multitasking, and worrying. All of those are time wasters that we don't need. Uh, I, I want to leave with a thought that I've been pondering ever since I read this and something for us all to think about. This is what one writer has said. Wasting time is a form of mindless, misguided self-soothing. We can do what we find mildly comforting in the moment or we can use our uniquely human capacity to imagine the future, to plan, to delay gratification until after whatever courageous step we need to take is taken. I love that. As we think about what step we want to take now, what action we need to take, uh, we can stop the time wasting and start moving forward to a life that matters as we define it. So those are my thoughts on that. But what do you think? What's the biggest time waster you struggle with? And how can you take a step today to eliminate it from your life? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to continue this conversation. You can share your ideas in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 286, or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, if you're a woman who listens to the show and you are a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's always a great place to continue these conversations. Feel free to, to post your questions there. Or if you're looking just for a little encouragement or support as you try to eliminate time wasters from your life, throw it out there. You'd be amazed at uh, the smart women who will jump in with ideas, or even if it's just a, you're not alone, me too, kind of thing. So that's a great place to have that conversation. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, suggestions, ideas to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you. want to say a thank you before we go uh, to someone who left a really nice review of the podcast in Apple Podcasts recently, Cherry Kanabun from Japan. 
left a beautiful five-star review very recently and, and said, I've been learning English and started to listen to your podcast to improve my English listening skill. Now I really like the content. Listening to your podcast is one of my joys in life. Thank you for the great program. Well, Cherry, thank you. I'm honored to know that you listen and I, I would love to hear from you. Please send me an email. We can, you can practice your English with me and uh, I would, I just would love to get to know you. So you can send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and um, just say hi. I think that's it. Remember to visit freshbooks.com slash TPW to start your free 30-day trial of FreshBooks Cloud Accounting Service. No credit card required while you try it out and see how it can help you avoid wasting time in how you manage your business's finances. That's freshbooks.com TPW. Remember to enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. Thank you so much to FreshBooks for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile. I hope to hear from you soon, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter. Matter.